guys, it's Brant, and I'm back with another uh, The Panel Has Spoken video. I guess that's what we're going to call this, and hopefully you saw a pretty cool new little intro there that's new just and exclusive just for this series that Rick and I am doing. And first of all, I want to introduce my, my trusty, ever trusty uh, friend and buddy and KISS fellow KISS fan, Mr. Rick from It's All For You Demon. How you doing, you. sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking the time to do this. And a day early, I had to reschedule it because of some family conflicts and scheduling conflicts. So, But I appreciate you taking the time to do it a little bit early. No problem. Uh, and I tell you what, uh, the panel uh, grew substantially from the debut album to Hotter Than Hell. And we had 49 on the panel this time, That's Rick. That's awesome. 49 That's awesome. people. And uh, before we get into it, uh, I want to I mention those people. This is a long list, so bear with me. And, and God, I hope I pronounce names correctly. I had some people correct me in comments, and when I get to those names, I'm going to try to slow down a little bit so I get their names right. But here we go. Of course, you've got myself and Mr. It's All For You Demon. Then we have Tim Bream, Tim Bream Dylan Tucker, that Toy Bonnie guy, Rocker L. 0270, AJ Retro, AJ Zetro, 1975, our boy, uh, Tom Dust, Jerry Ivan, Tom Jigla Toddy. I have a hard time with Italian names. Rocksteady, 1976, RC Campbell, Jason Ridenauer, Jeff Wyatt, Luis Fernando, Michael Young, Matt Greenia, Sean McColland, El Dio, Deuce. Zenden Black, Sam Richfin, Jim Smith, Chad Casey, Kesey, Emily Grazinio, Perpetual Art, Greek Freak, Two Dads Review, George Doley, Keith Nito, Jay Reed, Super Kiss, 1200, Demetrios K, Anthem Incorporated, John B. Good, Oddball, 6748, Dark Light, Jay Reiner, Tony P., Lance Walker, John O, Scotty Sky, Rick R, Jay Lee, Bizbag 68, Tom S, Les Wadley, MD Smith Comics, and Jay Spence Metal. That is our panel for Hotter Than Hell. All 49 of us. That and, is impressive. And the panel has spoken uh, soundly on Hotter Than Hell. And these are some very interesting results. So... Before we get into the results, uh, what I want to talk about is I had some people not only give their lists, but they also mentioned they threw in some little things about uh, in their comments. And I want to just read this off. It's first thing I noticed is everyone said this was a very difficult album to pick tracks from, the, the most favorite to least favorite, since they love most of the songs on this. And some people said this is their favorite album out of the three. And some people said this is their favorite Kiss album overall. So it was a it was a passion, a work of passion for some. They mentioned how uh, how dark and heavy and Black Sabbath esque the album was, and how some of them either love or totally hate the production and the sound. I'm one of those who I'm not a fan of the production or the sound. A bit in a way, it does fit the songs and the packaging of the album. And I will admit, over time, it's grown on me. 
As far as the packaging, many of the panel mentioned their love of the album cover and the art. And John B. Good told a story. Rick, I knew you would like this. I don't know if you've seen his comment. He told the story of how Peter's photo on the back of the album was the first time he saw a woman topless as a child, even with the star over the nipple. And when his mom saw the photo, she cut it out of the back of the cover. And that's magical memories right there, man. I mean, that's just, you know, that is just awesome. How awesome would it be to find that record in a record store? Right. With the picture cut out. That'd be awesome. Uh, I don't know if he still has it or not. He didn't mention <laughs> if he still had it, but that would be just an awesome thing to find. And uh, my thoughts on Harder Than Hell, the packaging, is I remember Harder Than Hell was an album that I got. I didn't initially get it. I got it after I'd collected some of the post-Alive uh, albums. And so... I remember when I got it, I remember flipping it over and seeing the back and looking at all the odd photos on the back. And I think it's awesome that, you know, sometimes the Internet is a bad thing, but sometimes the Internet is a good thing. And seeing all these old photos of Kiss that has finally came to light, photos of them without makeup and photos of the Kiss uh, Hotter Than Hell photo shoot, I posted one on social media today uh, talking about that we were going to be filming this, that the panel had been, the panel had spoken, and just just awesome photos. It looked like a big orgy, you know, which mm-hmm. it basically was. Uh, but it's the, the photos that came from the back, you know, and hearing the stories like Gene with his gauntlet that he spit fire. He actually did that in the alleyway outside where they were doing the photo shoot because he couldn't do it inside because he was afraid he'd catch the place on fire. And that's just cool stories to hear. And to me, it's cool stories. Um, Do you have any memories or any thoughts about the packaging of the album? It was never one of my favorite album covers, but like you said, it it is really it's one of the only... That and Dressed to Kill, the only two live photo album covers that really have a story to them, you know, besides like, you know, the first album cover just being unique. They, they're the really, really the only ones that have a story to them and kind of a backstory to how the photo was taken that I can think of offhand. And I mean, for that, for that, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know some of the choices they made. Like, we don't want to get too deep into it because that's not what this is about. But it always, even as a kid, I remember thinking why they did all this colorful Japanese art around it. I mean, I knew that they they kind of wanted to make it Japanese-themed. But then why they put the actual photo of the band in black and white. Mm-hmm. All this color and then the band in black and white, If that, unless that's what they were shooting for. But anyway, uh, getting into we want to talk about our predictions Um, and I'm going to give my prediction about how I think this would go. This is not my list as we will reveal where we voted along the way, Rick and myself, but this is my prediction and Rick has his prediction too. Uh, I predicted just from hearing kiss fans talk over the year. And that's what I based my prediction from. I tried to take out what I like. My prediction was that, Parasite is going to be number one. Harder Than Hell will be number two. Watching You will be number three. Strange Ways will be number four. Going Blind will be number five. Got to Choose will be number six. 
Let Me Go Rock and Roll will be number seven. Coming Home will be eight. All the Way will be nine. And Mainline will be ten. So what about you? Uh, <clears throat> you and I match our last three. I, uh, I did Hotter Than Hell, number one. Parasite, number two. Got to Choose, three. Let Me Go Rock and Roll, four. Strange Ways, five. Watching You, six. Going Blind, seven. Coming Home, eight. All the Way, nine. Mainline, ten. All right. Awesome. So, with that, we will get into the list. The panel has spoken list. <laughs> And the panel chose, we'll start at number 10, the least favorite. I don't like to call it the worst. I call it the least favorite. Uh, the panel chose as the number 10 least favorite song, Mainline, with, with a score of 151. No one voted this as their favorite song. The highest was Rick R. He scored it as his second favorite track on the album. 39 of the panel scored it in their last four favorite tracks, with 11 of those scoring it as their least favorite. And that really did it in. Uh, there was a lot of ones. And uh, it, scored as my it scored as my next to least favorite. So this was my number nine. It scored as my next to least favorite. And I predicted correctly that that would be, the, that I predicted correctly it would be the panel's least favorite, and so did you. So... But yeah, for this one, for me, it's the panel's number 10. It's my number nine. What is it for you? Mainline came in at number 10 for me. Came in at number 10. Okay. All right. So you actually, uh, you actually were the panel. You agreed with the panel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to number nine. And uh, it's funny because the bottom two were kind of packed tightly together, and then there's a few there in the middle, and then they're towards the top. It really, they really separate. Uh, number nine that the panel chose as the ninth, uh, fa the ninth favorite song on the album is All the Way. Uh, All the Way scored a 186, and only one person, Greek Freak, scored it as his favorite track. 30 of the panel picked it as their last four of the tracks, with seven of those scoring it as their least favorite. I was among them picking it as my number eight, so I picked it as my number eight favorite, and I correctly predicted it as the panel's next to last favorite. So, and I think you, that would have mean you did too. Yeah, and on my list, I chose it as number seven. This is my favorite B-side of the record, so it came in at number seven for me. Okay, all right. So moving on to number eight. Number eight, and this actually surprised me uh, that it scored this scored this low. Uh, I don't know if I predicted it scoring this low, but even if I predicted it scoring this low, it really could. Yeah, I did. I I, I picked it higher as predicted it higher, uh, but coming in at number eight by the panel is going blind. But Going Blind did jump 50 points up from all the way to pop in at 239 points. Four people on the panel picked this as their favorite song. AJ, Ret, Ret, AJ, AJ Zetro, 1975, Lance Walker, Bizbag68, and Tom S. all picked this as their favorite song. 24 of the panel 
picked it as one of their last four favorite tracks, and that's that's more than half of the, that's almost half of the panel there. Uh, six of them picked it as their least favorite. I was not among these because I picked this as my fifth favorite track on the album, and I predicted it to be a little higher at five, so it kind of surprised me that a song like Going Blind came in at eight. Yeah, and it's it's odd that I'm shocked. I predicted it in the bottom four, which so when I made my list, I must have thought people aren't going to like it. I I picked it at, at number three. Mm-hmm. I because I've always loved this song, and I I thought a lot of people would like this song, but then when I chose my predictions, I chose it chose it low. So, but it's my number three. I heard a lot of people, they said, I think it was Emily, said that she likes the unplugged version of this better. And some, and some of the songs that's off this album, she likes the unplugged versions better. Coming yeah. Home, Going Blind. Oh, yeah. I can picture that. Uh, so I think, but if you're being true to yourself and, and the song in the form of this album, I could see how it might have would have went a little lower. But mm-hmm. I did, I always liked this song too. I think, I, like I said, I picked a five. So this word starts to get interesting. So, number seven that the panel picked as their seventh favorite track on the album is Strange Ways. 248 points. Not many points separated it from Going Blind, and not many points separated it from the next song up. So, it's kind of there in that big middle. Strange Ways, 248. Only, one, only two people on the panel... <clears throat> Only two people on the panel, Matt Greenia and Les Wadley, picked this as their favorite track. And I hear people all the time, they're like, I love Strange Ways. I love Strange Ways. That's why I thought Strange Ways would, mm-hmm. would chart higher. Uh, but only two people picked it as their favorite track. And while there were a large number of panelists who picked it as their second and their third favorite, 22 picked it as their last four favorites. And... Uh, and I think that pulled the ranking of what I call a cult favorite. It's like a cult. Mm-hmm. This song has like a cult following. Like you mm-hmm. find somebody who likes Black Sabbath, they usually like Strange Ways too. Um, but I was one of those. I picked this as my least favorite song on the album. I thought it would score higher than with the panel. I predicted it would uh, score four with the panel in the top five. But for me personally, this song just grates my nerves. It just drudges on and drudges on. It just grates my nerves. Yeah, I picked it as five with the panel. Mm-hmm. But I chose it at nine. I, I'm also not a fan. Is It is my favorite Ace Frehley uh, guitar solo, though. I agree, too, that uh, I think this is one of Ace's better solos. And I've heard a lot of people say it's one of Ace's better solos. Matter of fact, John B. Good. Uh, one of the panelists mentioned that this was his favorite Ace solo on the album. So it's one of those songs that has kind of a cult following, following but at least with this panel of 49, uh, it comes in at 7. So just outside of the top 5, and this was a surprise to me, just outside the top 5 at number 6, Hotter Than Hell. Ooh. Hotter Than Hell. 257 points uh nine points above strange ways uh and uh four panelists dylan tucker that toy bonnie guy jason ridenauer sam richmond picked this picked the title track as their favorite track with a lot more picking it as their second and third favorite track 
But again, 22 panelists picking it in their last four kept Harden Hell out of the top five. I was one of those picking it as my top seven. So I picked it as my seventh favorite song. So I didn't pick it in the top five. And I wrongly predicted that it would be picked as the second favorite track. I was sure that Hotter Than Hell was going to score higher uh, yeah, I, than, than it did. I thought it was going to be the number one track. but And I had it slotted as number one per the panel. I chose it as number six. So me and you are kind of, me and you're kind of picking very similar in a lot of ways. All right, so now we're inside the top five, and uh, the separation in points starts to come, but it don't really come for a couple more spots. This is we're still kind of in the big middle here, and uh, so coming in at number five is coming home. Coming home scored 262 points. Even though only two panelists, Tony P and Rick R, picked it as their favorite track, there was enough support from the other panelists picking this track as their second and third favorite to get it into the top five. I picked this as my fourth favorite track on the album, but I didn't expect this one to get picked as high as it did. I actually predicted coming home at eight. I predicted coming home at eight as well with the panel. I chose it as number two. I've always loved this song. Unplugged even brought it to life even more. Uh, such a delicious little riff in it, and mm -hmm. just a great Paul Stanley mm -hmm. rock song. That's true, and it, it really does come to life on the Unplugged. Uh, and uh, I think coming home for me, it's I read somebody talked about one of the things they mentioned. I can't remember which panelist it was, and I know I didn't make the note, so I'm sorry I can't give you credit. But somebody talked about the album being tracked weird. And this album really is tracked weird. It's got a weird track into it. Coming Home does not seem like it should be, what, the next to the last out song yeah. on the album? Yeah, it's it doesn't, the end of the record. Yeah, maybe it should be the first song on the second side. Mm -hmm. Like opening up the B-side. I could yeah. see this being a good B-side opener. Because it's a great opening song. I mm -hmm. mean, Unplugged even proved that. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. All right. So, starting to get down and dirty. But still, we're still kind of in that big middle <laughs> because there is only a four point separation between Coming Home and the song above it at number four. Eking past Coming Home into the number four spot is Let Me Go Rock and Roll. Let Me Go Rock and Roll scored 266 points with the panelists. Now, support for the top four really began to get strong as five panelists picked this as their favorite track. Jeff Wyatt, Luis Fernando, Jerry Ivan73, John B. Good, and John O. But 28 other panelists picked this as one of their top five favorite songs on the album. I picked it as my third favorite track. I did not expect it to do as well. So I wrongly predicted the panel would pick this as their seventh favorite track overall, but I predicted this as my I, I picked this as my third and predicted it at seven. I predicted it at four and I chose it at four. Okay, this is one of those that was kind of weird because looking at the scores, there was uh, there was there was a lot in the middle, like I was saying, but there was a lot of people that was passionate about it liking it and there was a lot of people they picked it as their last their last track. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right. So this is where it gets good. Top three. And top three, uh, the top three always seems to get good. That's where the support mm-hmm. really comes into. And so, of course, we've got three left to go. You've been playing along at home. You know what songs we haven't named yet. So once we do uh, three and two, then you know what one is. But uh, so coming in at number three with 301 points, breaking the 300 is got to choose. Even though only three panelists, Emily Grazinio, Jay Lee, and R.C. Campbell chose this as their favorite song, support from the rest of the panel was strong, with 33 of the panel picking it in their top five. I was one of those who picked it lower than my top five. I picked Got to Shoes as my sixth favorite song on the album. And again, I wrongly predicted that it would be picked sixth overall by the panel. So I chose it as six. I picked it as six. The chant, the panel chose it at three. I, I predicted that the panel would choose it at three. I chose it at five. It's one of those songs I can, I can take or leave. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so now we get down to it. The final two. It's coming in at two with 333 votes. Jumping 32 points above the third favorite track is Watching You. Watching You firmly secured the second favorite position with seven of the panelists picking it as their favorite track. Rocker L. 0270, Tom Durst, Deuce, Perpetual Art, Two Dads Review, Oddball 748, and one other. Uh, I was one of those panelists. I picked this as my second favorite track overall, and I predicted it it would be the panel's third favorite track on the album. And who was that other person that picked it as their their favorite? I picked it as my all-time favorite. I, I love, love watching you. That riff is just so delicious that song's got so much attitude to it and i knew i knew making my list that i would be completely off with the panel on what they chose for number one Mm -hmm. so obviously seeing my number one choice is watching you you know where yeah if you've been following along if you've been following along um i love the attitude that 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 the way this song has that sass and you know it, it very well could have been on the first album it belongs it's it actually sounds like it should have been on the first album but i like it having that darkness it brings to the second album that's one thing i do like about harder than hell is it's one of the darker kiss albums but mm-hmm. i love the first uh the first line limping as you do and i'm watching you <laughs> i mean limping as you do i mean and i was like limping (laughs) so i love that line gene you know gene came up with the great lines and this is when kiss was not kid friendly so uh Mm. it was when they were great all right so by process of elimination we know that everybody else voted coming in at a whopping 397 points at number one is parasite uh it was a commanding lead. It was 64 points higher than the second favorite track. It's an, an impressive 20 members uh, picked this as their favorite track, including myself. The others are Tim Bream, 
Tom Jigalcotti, Michael Young, Sean McKelland, El, El Dio, Zandin Black, Jim Smith, Chad Casey, George Doley, Keith Neto, Jay Reed, Superkiss 1200, Demetrius K, Anthem Incorporated, Darklight, Jay Reiner, Scotty Skay, MD Smith Comics, and Jay Spence Metal. I picked this as my favorite track on the album, and I successfully picked this would be the panel's favorite track. I thought it would be the panel's number two track. It's my number eight. I've just never been into this song. I know mm-hmm. everyone everyone hates me right now, but <laughs> I just I've never never been into this song. Uh, I do I do love the riff. It is it's mm-hmm. a it's a distinct riff song for Kiss. I don't think they had really done any you know, well, up until this they only had one record, but really before or after they never really had a riff song like this. And for that, I like it, but I just never was into the song. Mm-hmm. I love the riff of this song. Um, I like how the the verse, how they the 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 rhythm of the guitar of the verse follows what they're singing, and Peter just does those rolls and those fills all through the verse. And then when mm-hmm. it after it comes out of the chorus, the la- the second time, and they kind of do that little break, and they go into that that lead that little interlude that leads into Ace's solo. I like it on this album, but I like the live version better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. but the panel has what? spoken. <laughs> so yeah, and I think that's that's kind of my deal with every track on this record. I know you mentioned you don't like the sound. Any track from this record that's on a live is so much better. Mm-hmm. And Full I think, anger. yeah, and and I think I kind of the older I get, I side with you that I don't really care for the sound of this record either. It's kind of like their only stoner rock record, but. Mm-hmm. Much better on a live. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right. So, script giveaway. Script giveaway, and then we're going to talk about we have another giveaway. So, script giveaway for the first one. We have a list of five people here, five users, and um, I'm going to have Rick. Rick is going to do the choosing, and the way he's going to choose is Rick is just going to randomly. He's. I've not told him what he's going to do to choose. I'm telling him right now. So, Rick. I want you just randomly pick a number in your head between one and five. Okay. Done. Okay, what's that number? Going with good old Peter Chris number three. Number three. Okay. So the contest entries we had, I had on the list at number three was George Doley. So George Doley, you are the winner. Uh the contest entries was at number one was Dylan Tucker. And I'm sorry, I got grandkids here. They're not being murdered. They are being cared for. <laughs> they are being cared for. They're actually playing. Uh, number one was Dylan Tucker. Number two was John B. Good. Three was George Doley. Four was Emily Grazinio. And five was A.J. Zetro, 1975. So, George, congratulations. Uh, send me an email. If you look on my YouTube uh, about you will see an email address and you can send me an email and send me your address and you can send me a post office box and address or whatever and I'm going to assign that script I'm going to send it to Mr. Rick in an envelope and he's going to sign it and then uh, he's and then I'm going to have an, uh, an envelope in there already with your address on it and stamps on it 
for him to drop it in the mail to you to get it to you. So we appreciate uh, you uh, entering that contest. And so we have another contest. Me and Rick talked about it ahead of time. Since we had a, such a large participation for this uh, uh, video, uh, 49 members, uh, 48 or 47 if you don't count me and Rick, we thought it'd be cool to do another script giveaway. We've got some other things we're thinking about for videos in the future, but we thought it'd be cool to do another script video for this one as well. So when you're commenting down in the comments of this video, this is very important. I'm not going to chase you down to put you in the, con in the contest. Uh, we're all adults, or most of us, uh, and some of us don't always act like adults, but, you know, anyway, that's beside the point. Um, down in the comments, if you want to be entered in the contest to win the script for the Hotter Than Hell video that we just did, you'll basically get all of this. You'll get all the numbers and all the, uh, you'll get everything that I've typed up, all 14 pages of it. And on the last page, there's a little bit of room for, there's some room here, and there's some room here. And you never know what me and Rick might do. We might write little notes throughout it. Once I send it to him, once I do what I do, and once I send it to him, it's up to him what he does. You never know what little tidbit you never know. You never know if we might stick something special in in addition to just to say thank you for being a viewer and thank you for watching our videos and liking our pages. You never know what we may do. So that's the thing. You never know what we're going to do. Um, I guarantee you, AJ, if you'd have won it, we would have not put five bucks in there. We wouldn't have put five dollars in. So uh, Rick might have, but I wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, guys, if you want in on the contest, get down in the comments and say that you want to be in the contest. Also, uh, what do you think about what we chose as a panel? What do you think about that list? I'm going to, uh, you know, I'd like to hear that. I'd like to hear the people that was in on the panel. I'd like to hear what you thought. Did things play out the way you thought they did? And did it, you know, work the way you wanted it to work? And before you even ask, yes, we're going to keep going. We're going to go on to Dress to Kill next. It's somewhere behind me. It's off camera. We're going to Dress to Kill next. Now, typically what I do is when the videos come out, usually the next day or so, there'll be another uh, on my social media. If you want to comment on my social media, if you want to comment on either the YouTube or the best place to do it is the YouTube community page. Or if you choose to, if you have Facebook, I know Rick doesn't. If you have Facebook, you can post it on the, the In My Head Facebook page. You can post it on my Instagram page. And you can post it on Twitter, too. All those links are down in the description there. You can also comment it on Patreon, too. This video actually hit Patreon a day early than it hit YouTube. So if you can get in on my Patreon channel for as little as a dollar a month and you get little early you get little early things, and me and Rick does some behind-the-scenes discussions and stuff like that, and I do behind-the-scenes videos and sometimes just talking, driving down the road, ranting or showing around my studio, pulling out some of my books and stuff, and that's all exclusive stuff over on Patreon for Patreon subscribers. Uh, and like I said, you can do it for a dollar a month, and it helps to support buying stuff and doing things in any way and paying this electricity bill. <laughs> for and everything but anyway that's enough of that so Rick overall what do you think about 
how everything played out on on Hotter Than Hell. It, I knew it was going to be hard because, especially with the first one, you kind of have a greatest hits record. Mm-hmm. So you know the songs everyone's going to love. Mm-hmm. This one was kind of, and I, I think as we move forward, it's going to get, you're going to see a lot of people's like personal favorites come out mm-hmm. instead of like global favorites. Mm-hmm. That'll be cool. Do you think that's what happened on this album with songs that we really expected to chart higher, like harder than like the song "Harder Than Hell," uh, and and you know, and then songs that maybe uh, we didn't think should have charted as high as they did. You think that's some what happened there? People's personal favorites really yeah. started coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I think you know people have a song they love and. You know, it's it's theirs for a reason, mm-hmm. and you know it doesn't really have to do with you know the song being played live or anything like that. So I think the further we get into this, it's going to be real diverse. Right. All right. Well, speaking like I said, speaking of further we get into it, Dress to Kill will be up next. It will be the next panel video, and we hope that if you've been in on this panel, we hope you come back for the next one, and. And we hope we get new. I, I would love to see the panel get bigger and bigger. It it, 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 it starts to become very hellacious doing the math and doing the numbers. But, you know, I did it in an afternoon. I sat down and I just tallied everything up and I cross-checked myself. I made sure each and every vote counted, made sure that I didn't get anything wrong. And because uh, I want everybody's vote to be heard equally. So that's all we got. That's all we got for this one. Rick, I appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time to do this. No problem. It's fun. Yeah, we had a good time, and we'll continue to do it. Dress to Kill will be up next. Be looking out for that post. Like I said, usually a day or so after these premiere and come out, usually be checking my social media for when the next panel video. I'm usually going to give you guys about a week uh, to, to get your voices in, and then me and Rick will try to shoot a video for it the following week once the things have been tallied. So it's putting one out about every two weeks. Anyway, that's all I've got. Mr. Rick, you go ahead and talk about your channel really quick for somebody that might not have heard you yet. Um, it's it's all for you, Demon, on YouTube, um, celebrating the fun of being a KISS fan. Guys, gals, if you've not seen this guy's videos yet, you're missing out. And follow him on Instagram because if you just follow Mr. Rick, Mr. Demon, on uh, YouTube, you're missing out on so much other stuff. I love his Instagram. I love his Instagram. His Instagram, he's got a series going on right now called the, Co- 12, the, the Collecting Days of November or something like that. And he has posted something, a part of his collection every day for the month of November so far. But yeah, check out, check him out on his social media. He's on Twitter, he's on uh, Instagram. Not on the fo- not on the fook of fook of bases. No. Um, and uh, he is right here on YouTube as well. Check him out. Give him a like. Give him a subscription. Give him a comment. Make him feel loved because he's my buddy. So that's all I've got. That's him. That's Rick. I'm Brant, and we'll see you in the next panel video. Thanks for watching, guys and gals.